Welcome to our Millennial Life. We are your hosts, Nani and Kiari. We are millennial moms just like you, surviving our own journeys and chaos. With this podcast, we hope to bring you funny, relatable stories, as well as provide encouragement and tips in the areas of motherhood, friendship, marriage, and more. In this episode, we are going to cover how being a millennial mom or a mom today is so unique and different from other generations. This is going to be a topic we discuss over two episodes because we realize there is quite a bit to cover. And we think many of you will be able to relate to the pressures we face now and what we have to do to navigate them. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to episode three. Episode three of Our Mom Millennial Life. Yes. And now we got a lot of stuff yeah we're finally in the meat and potatoes of the podcast you know talking about a real topic not just about ourselves right (laughs) i'm really excited for this one yes yes i'm excited for this one and like um nani had mentioned in our intro this is gonna be over two episodes because there's just a lot to cover so um first off i just want to say that we think mothers in every generation have worked extremely hard. Yeah, for sure. There's there's no denying that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think every generation has had their own struggles relating with society or the economy, politics and stuff like that mm-hmm. at their own time. Yeah, for sure. I think that our grandparents, our mothers, our great-grandparents, they each had their own big task or big things that they mm-hmm. had to deal with while parenting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so our goal with these episodes or these two episodes is not necessarily to show that anybody has had it harder or easier because I mean being a mom it's never easy it's hard yeah Yeah, it's never (laughs) easy it's just to show where it's different right I think there's a lot that we probably deal with as parents now that our parents didn't have to think about and definitely that our grandparents didn't have to think about yeah just comparing and contrasting the differences I think is kind of fun to to see what's what we've grown in what has not grown what stayed the same (laughs) right it'll it'll be fun yeah so the the first thing that I kind of want to touch on is I think an area that has had a lot of change or an area that I guess is definitely different is the cost of living oh yeah I think the cost of living now is higher do you agree Oh, yeah, I think there's there's no way we can deny that. There's right? no way we can deny that one. I mean, look at just gasoline, okay? Okay, don't because I'll cry. I'll cry. I cry every time I go to the gas station. It's insane. Right. Like gas and groceries, like everything is so much. Mhm. I mean, like I understand to an extent the the like We've had. We also, I guess, as a country, have more money and things flowing in, and we've had uh, better jobs and all these things. But when it comes to the actual cost of living and inflation, like salaries haven't kept up with that. It hasn't. I think that um, before the households would be able to live like off of one salary, mm-hmm. um, and now you need you can't you can't live off of that one income anymore you know most most families are relying on both parents to go into work because everything costs so much yeah and it's hard to be able to afford how we're seeing like the gas and groceries and and um paying your mortgage that even like houses and cars and everything has gone up so much 
Yeah, no, they've that has all gone up so much. And like another part of what you were saying with households before being able to be off one income, I think that's also a big difference when it comes to relating that a lot of mothers before didn't work and now they make up such a large percentage of yeah. the workforce. I right? agree. That would be one of a big change too from mm-hmm. from before to now. And with more mothers being in the workforce means they also need daycare. Yeah. And that's also gone up in price as well. That it's just it's ridiculous what daycares can cost. I know. I think we were looking something at like three, four hundred dollars a week easy. Yeah, <laughs> depending on where you're located, it can, I'm sure, pretty sure it can go way higher than that. Mm-hmm. I guess that three, four hundred dollars. That's like two kids, though. Yeah, but that's still a lot because yeah. let's be, let's be honest. Most Americans probably have at least two children, mm-hmm. and so if you had to send both of them to to daycare at that price that's almost a mortgage payment for your house right. yeah for which sure. is mm-hmm. insane that that's how much parents have to pay to send their kids to school and it's just moms a lot of or a lot of moms or dads don't have that option to stay home anymore it's really really hard we're i'm mm-hmm. blessed to be able to do so um and and you are too but it's not it's like not every household can do it because there's right. just too much it's just too high of a price for all the things that you know, your kids need and you need and your family needs. Yeah. And like when it comes to the daycare too, when I was looking up all these things, one of the things that really shocked me is that in certain states, it can be as much, if not more than in-state tuition for college. That's so, so crazy. So it's like, so do, do I, I decide my- to <laughs> get to daycare, yes, to daycare or, or go to, to college? college? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's so insane. And People have to make that like that decision, like for like really like some parents don't even have the choice. They have to send their kids to daycare because they have to work. We have I'm sure there's single parents out there and all that kind of stuff. And man, that's tough. Mm -hmm. That's really tough. And like I feel for those people and and I'm like kind of like at all because it is it's hard. I'm sure. I mean, I complain when I have to pump gas in my car. And if you're on a single income imagine like that must hurt <laughs> no I, I that and just getting your groceries and I mean just everything because sometimes you know you go to Publix or whatever Walmart and you go and you get groceries and you're like $200 what did I what spend? I have two bags for $200 and speaking about something like Publix that sparks the that part-time jobs also with benefits um are are there's few of them yeah, not as much. There's few of them. There's not as many, or like places are not hiring full time people mm-hmm. to avoid paying Plank. for benefits mm-hmm. and healthcare and all those things. And I think part time jobs are something that's crucial. Part time jobs with benefits. Let me make that clear. Yeah. Part time jobs with benefits are extremely crucial for parents, yeah. right? Yeah. Especially mothers. And and um. You know, it's like we shouldn't have to have this extra added on stress about, okay, well, now I I'm working this job. I don't know if I can take my kids to daycare and pick them up in time. Plus, I don't have benefits. I have to pay this and this for health care or think about possibly being uninsured, which is a whole nother mess too you know yeah so and there's a lot to pay for for children. I mean, like when, when we're talking about the health health side of it. You, you know, we have to take them to the doctors. We, they have to get stuff ready for school. They have to get their teeth cleaned, eyes checks, all these things, physicals mm-hmm. if they want to um, play sports and all that. You know, we're used to relying on our health care for it. And if we don't have it because 
people are not wanting to hire full-time purposely that puts us in a a sticky situation and i don't really yeah. think our parents our parents or our grandparents really had to deal with that i think actually healthcare was probably better back then than it is now yeah like it or more accessible i would i would yeah, say that's a better word for it yeah i think um almost every job had some kind of plan and that was somewhat affordable right mm-hmm. and didn't have now we have I mean, healthcare is a whole nother episode we could probably yeah, get into. Probably. So I don't want to expand on it too much. But, you know, when we've talked about the increases in, in pays for, or you know, your premiums and deductibles and all that stuff, it's just it's just a lot. Yeah. And and when if you do have health care, then it's so expensive. Like if we're being honest, the amount mm-hmm. that comes out of your paychecks which has to hurt as well because it's like you're working, you have to have this health care, and then you see what you're left with after everything, and you're like, what? Like mm-hmm. that yeah. much that must suck too. And that's yeah. that's stressful. That adds then, a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. I think that also brings me to thinking about um leave. Mm-hmm. Like paternity, maternity well, paternity leave that's almost practically non existent. Yeah. But you know, maternity leave and how most of that is unpaid and then you're almost like expected to return to work ASAP. Yeah, this topic, it gets me really touchy because I have full like hands experience with this where Jimmy Mm -hmm. was not able to take off the time that I would have liked for him to take off for either of our babies. And so it irks me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think this is something that's changed even from our parents or our grandparents. Honestly, I think this is something that's kind of stayed the same. Um, it's just, we work so hard. They work so hard. Whomever, the wife, the husband works so hard. Why aren't we able to take the time paid? Like if we were at work to deliver Mm -hmm. and, and recover from having a baby. Yeah. It's almost like you're being punished for becoming a parent. Yeah. And, and Jimmy's thing, it was like, he was off, but he wasn't like, he was still getting all these text messages and all this stuff, which you have to deal with. Um, yeah, it's a little, I I mean, I could really go into that. That that could be a whole episode in itself, but (laughs) yeah, the fact that, um, especially fathers, I think obviously the mothers, they, they'll get that three month, which is still not enough, honestly. And that's not every job. Yeah. Other countries have way longer than that. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, for the most part here, we only have three months. Like, you know how small a baby is still at three months, how much they need their mom and their dad. Um, but the fathers, like they really get ripped off in that one. <laughs> and I know a lot of moms though, that have returned to work two weeks after having a baby. I can't imagine that. And that brings on another mess too, because even when it comes to leaving your kids at daycare, most of the time they have to be like six weeks and older. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much more exposure at a daycare too. And then you could, you know, run the risk of then having to take off of work anyways. And it, it's, it's like, that's the best word for a carousel is just like stressful because there's so Mm -hmm. many factors. And then as a mother, your body is still, you know, healing. And then you have things that you have to do, which have make you take time off of work to go Mm -hmm. do what you have to do like pumping or you know you know what I mean yeah pumping or or like you were saying even getting your kids getting sick but especially pumping that one's one that I that's something big for me pumping and breastfeeding right Mm -hmm. um I think we've finally gotten to a place where we're starting to normalize breastfeeding and everything Mm -hmm. and it's norm or it's 
it's a law you're protected by law Mm -hmm. that you're able to breastfeed publicly in all 50 states right Mm -hmm. and you're also protected by law to be able to have the ability to pump in a private room with a door that's able to lock and is not a restroom Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like people still have to fight for that at their jobs or women i I don't know why i say people because that's a woman it's just women (laughs) (laughs) you know still have to fight for that when it's a total normal thing you're trying to feed your child and also not only feed your child but make sure that your poops don't explode from (laughs) from stuff you know that's yeah that it's a painful situation you can get an infection if you don't i mean mm -hmm. it's a whole thing but we can't show that we have to just button up and and deal with it and um i don't know i'm i don't really know how our parents did it or our grandparents i think that in our culture uh breastfeeding is more normalized in like mm-hmm. a hispanic culture um but i don't know how that's evolved in time i know it's we're like more um accepting of the breastfeeding but i don't know if that's gotten worse or better <laughs> i don't know i think we have a lot a lot of room to grow still in that aspect yeah for sure like mm-hmm. if i need to go pump for 15 20 minutes please don't bother me you're making me back out you're making me be back here sooner than i probably need to be so you know i think that also brings us to some kind of like expectations of parents and mothers and things you know those things have risen or at least i feel have risen over the years but we also have less support around us yeah like we were saying there's so much guilt in everything that we do because we're just expected to just hop back to everything normally and Mm -hmm. it's just not it's not good for our mental health there's we deal with a lot of things postpartum and it's unfair to say okay so not only do you have the stresses of making sure that your one income or your two incomes is paying for everything that you need to pay for other children if you have it your groceries all the things your gas your car but then also recover quickly don't take too long pumping and oh and send your kid to daycare do this do that and feel nothing like feel no guilt for doing it and you know figure it out (laughs) yeah yeah you have to just figure it out and can't rely on anybody else yeah and and that just kind of that makes us feel or at least it makes me feel like we no longer have a village like we don't have that those people around us that can support us and help us out in certain situations as much anymore i mean thankfully we have our parents and our siblings and stuff that help but i feel like back then um our parents and our grandparents for sure had like their neighbors that they could rely on and people that they kind of just you know have lived with for a long period of time that they could you know reach out to if they needed something and that i think has diminished over time we don't have that now i don't and i don't think people were made to feel bad when you ask for help you know I think like we're maybe in our generation, it's almost looked like a weakness to ask for help because we've been taught to be so independent. Mm -hmm. It's like like you were saying that in previous generations, I think, too, um, since mothers stayed home, it was easier for moms to also help their daughters when they gave birth, you know, in that postpartum period Mm -hmm. and having them there for weeks or days months you know it was more customary now our parents have to work so they don't have that liberty yeah they don't have the liberty to take the time as much time Mm -hmm. um if any at all or if they even live in the same state as you 
Um, I think that's something that's really different. Yeah. And we're lucky that we were able to have like our mothers, but my mom did it, couldn't stay for two or three weeks or anything. It was just mm-hmm. a few days to help. But that's something I'm jealous of. <laughs> like right. I'm jealous no. of that. Like if I could <laughs> pick some, that's something I would pick because you do, you just need that help. And that must've just been nice to not only do you have help, but the grandparents gets to bond with their, their, you know, grandchild as well. So that's something yeah. I'm kind of jealous of. And talking about the grandparents bonding and stuff, mm-hmm. I think also grandparents before were able to kind of be the babysitter or the daycare, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like, um, you know, when I was younger and living in Puerto Rico, my grandmas would help in with watching my brother and myself and our cousins and all of that at the time. And I don't, I don't, I definitely don't get to do that here, you know, because my parents um, work. I mean, it'd be great eventually. I think my mom kind of envisions doing that, but it's just not feasible. It's not feasible. That's something I'd say it's different too. It's they have to work. They have their own bills to pay. It's not a lot of our, well, for our age, our parents don't live with us in our home or are, mm-hmm. you know, aren't necessarily like our next door neighbors. Like I think that, that that's how it kind of was in right. the past. And now it's like my mom lives an hour away. So, um, you know, it's not, it's just not that easy. And yeah. a lot of people, I'm sure their parents live out of state or something. So they really don't have that. They're kind of, they're kind of lonely, you know? Yeah. And, or, and that's another thing. We're kind of lonely because I feel like it's so much harder to try to make mom friend connections or even connections with your neighbor. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there's now so many different views and opinions and whether or not you see eye to eye and that kind of like hinders you or becomes yeah like a wall where you don't sometimes connect with people yeah I think females do that like they're they don't want to like let their guard down to because they don't want to be judged we don't want to be judged Mm -hmm. we don't want to be seen as weak for anything so I think that before where they used to just chit chat on the street and talk and all that now it's just like get out of your car go straight into your garage or your front door and that's it like there's no socialization with anyone yeah I would say like even like in a park or anything and that's how you would create a village right like is by actually Mm -hmm. speaking to other people getting to know them so that you could possibly have a little village but we're not as accepting or willing I guess to even do that anymore which is really sad yeah it is really sad (laughs) and I think with having like okay I guess a comparison to prior is that when you did have that village you had more collaborative child rearing and discipline and now we don't have that village so you don't have that or it becomes looked at as like your mom shaming or embarrassing a parent because their child might be behaving in a way that's not appropriate or speaking in a way that's not appropriate yeah people get so um offended so quickly if you're just trying to make like a correction i would never dare correct another like i'll correct your children but i won't correct Mm-hmm. other somebody that I don't know and it's um it's because of that because people get so offended so quickly and it's like no ma'am I like I think I told you this before like your kid is cursing in front of my you know child and I wouldn't even feel comfortable saying hey buddy like let's let's watch your mouth here because I don't know what they would go and tell their their parent versus yeah. before you would probably beg the neighbor to not tell the <laughs> tell your parent what right. was happening because you knew that they would just go and mm-hmm. knock and, and speak to mm-hmm. your parent if you were doing something 
wrong and i don't know yeah. why society has become like that it really it's really a shame because that's how your kids grow you know i think that as parents that is something that in a sense would also be beneficial sometimes when somebody else would help in and speak up because sometimes your kid just doesn't want to listen to you mm-hmm. and is throwing like this ungodly tantrum in the middle of the store and then and as- if a stranger probably said yo stop acting a fool <laughs> yeah yeah it's just <laughs> they might stop yeah it's just we're already we get embarrassed and all that stuff and then we feel ashamed that our kid is acting like this because they're overtired or whatever the case might be but mm-hmm. you know i don't know people don't have that that confianza that um what's that word confidence <laughs> that confidence I, yeah. to to be able just to or that trust that trust right? to be able yeah. to just go and say that to somebody's child that they don't know mm-hmm. and you know that that you know we feel ashamed and i think mm-hmm. that that's just another pressure that's added to females it you know to be perfect be perfect you know it's extremely overwhelming yeah yeah like we or or not or maybe not be perfect but that we have to bear everything Mm -hmm. right and I feel like that's a big thing also with being mothers maybe not even just mothers now though maybe mothers all the time right Mm -hmm. is that we've been taught that good mothers are supposed to like self-sacrifice be solely focused on their kid and you know deny themselves and be patient and be financially secure and it's like really <laughs> tough to sometimes break from that and be like it's okay to take some me time for me to like just woosa. yeah but we often do that last like we no, we yeah. stack our we stack everything and everyone before us and we are we are left on empty and mm-hmm. we're, we're not even allowed to show that at all yeah. like we're just supposed yeah. to continue be homemakers build careers be great parents all this we're not even supposed to show any kind of of weakness and we need we need to make sure that we're fueling our our own tank so that we can be better parents you know where i'm the biggest with that i feel like i buy things for my kids all the time and i never buy anything for myself yeah I think I think all moms yeah can probably uh, feel you that only you only know? buy yourself something when like you need you have to or or you yeah, need like, something you have no other choice yeah no it's so true and it's so sad because we have to fuel ourselves like mm-hmm. that could be for a whole other thing about that but we do we have to fuel ourselves and we have to engage with other adults and speak to other adults so that we're not talking to three-year-olds and seven-month-olds all the time we have to yeah you know we have to I don't know be better in that part I guess yeah yeah and I think I don't know I kind of want to know your thoughts on this do you think that there wasn't as much mom shaming in prior generations as there is now no no there's for sure more mom shaming now than there ever was I mean I feel like moms get shamed for everything whether you're letting your kids walk to school or to the bus stop or eating fast food or going on a kid-free vacation or whatever it is I feel like we get mom shamed for it all by people who really like shouldn't matter to us but it still does matter because we you know we we have a heart and it hurts (laughs) yeah to get shamed but yeah I don't I don't feel like they did that and they didn't really care they'd like 
do you're you don't live under my you roof do you i do me yeah no. and now there's a whole bunch of karens like <laughs> typing about what you're doing wrong sorry if your name is karen that has to suck <laughs> i know but yeah like i don't know why that's such a like a thing to do now for everything um I think I wonder if it becomes almost a second nature thing, you know, because of everything that we're fed with the whole perfection thing. And we'll get more into that when we talk about social media and stuff, but or technology. But I think with constantly being fed this picture perfect thing, we kind of also judge ourselves to try to reach that perfection. Maybe we judge others to reach that perfection. And then wherever anybody messes up, we automatically judge yeah, and you're saying that, and it's almost like you're tiptoeing on like a glass, uh, sorry, a floor of glass, and like you're tiptoeing mm-hmm. here, you're tiptoeing there, you're tiptoeing here. But hold on, I'm the mom, and I can make the decision as long as I'm not putting my my child in harm's way, and eating Doritos is not going to kill them. Like I shouldn't, that sh- I shouldn't really care about what you're saying, but because of the world that we live in, we see it or we read it more. Yeah, And so, I don't know. I think that we have to just try to stop judging as, you know, as much as we can and understand that that mother or that father probably has a lot of stuff and stress on their shoulders with everything. I mean, there's financial stress, there's stress mm-hmm. of not having a village around you. There's, there's so much stress that I think that we just should try to be a little bit more kinder to each other and more helpful if we can. It's overwhelming to be a mother right now and in this, in this, in 2021, you know, I think that we have to be more intentional at times of finding ways to try to break away from those stressors. And I know that it's extremely hard because there's some things that we can't help. There are things that are out of our control, Mm -hmm. but when it came, when it comes to things with maybe social media and perfection and mom shaming, turn off the Instagram, turn mm-hmm. off the Facebook, you know, get rid of the apps on your phone, whatever. Take like a weekend or a week, like little retreat and just have your own time. Read a book, go get a massage. I mean, it's self-care stuff too. And that's incredibly hard as well, because again, we put ourselves last, but just finding a way to be intentional of putting yourself first. Like, for example, I make sure I wake up a few minutes earlier than the kids so I can get my quiet shower. To me, that's a big deal. And so I think that helps me with certain things. And so just finding those ways and finding a way to build your village. Yeah. And I am not one to I'm pretty introverted, so I don't like to like speak to a lot of people. But I think it is important to if you're at the park you know, talk to that parent there and get off your phone and be, you know, interact and stuff. And that's just going to be good for your mental health as well. It's going to make you feel a little Mm -hmm. bit better and just try to be, like I said, just try to be kinder and make sure you're making time for yourself. Like you said, because the only way you can feel the cups of your children and your husband or your spouse or whatnot, um, is if you have fuel to give and obviously there's stress right like if there's one thing that we've talked about is that everything is stressful um Mm -hmm. and you can't do that on an empty tank so this has been real fun yes this has been (laughs) great i mean i think as you said i think any if anything we really honed in in this episode is that 
there's a lot of stress there's a lot of stress yeah with the differences and it's only going to get more stressful when we speak about the next two topics of technology and and life at home home because that's that's a big stressor (laughs) yeah yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode make sure you share with some of your millennial moms or other moms that you know um today and we'd love to get your thoughts on what you feel are other big differences of being a mom today yeah or maybe some stresses that we didn't even think about um yeah comment on our latest fate and instagram or facebook go talk to us in our group we would love to chat with you and get some input and some more knowledge (laughs) yeah and tune in for the second part of this where like nani said we're gonna be focusing on technology and life at home i know we'll see you then it'll be good Bye. Bye.